Oh, it's on mute. Oh, oh man. Uh, gosh, gosh. Am I on here? Am I on here? Can you hear me? Do we really gotta? Do we really gotta do the show tonight? Uh, <laughs> I'm here. This is a sports talk process show. Uh, try to keep my composure as my team is down three two. I almost try to sleep through the night. The other team squad on the on the, on the line is down three two. We try to keep. We try to tell oh, three zero. We try to tell, but Moses has me lively. So the sports talk process. Is in the house. Hey, y'all continue to like us. Y'all continue to follow us. And be ready for you. Let's get into this. What's up, Celeste? Hey, how's everybody doing? And correction, correction. The teams are down three to nothing, not three two. Three two sounds a lot better, but we actually down three to nothing. And as you know, um, I'm dressed in all black because I, you know, and um, I don't have a 40. But I do got some Hennessy that I in that I plan to pour out, uh, you know, in memory of the 2022 uh, Boston Celtics season. Um, let's get into these basketball Eastern and Western Conference Finals. I don't know what's going on, guys. Uh, you know, it's certainly not, uh, you know, what 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 you would expect. You know, when you get to the conference finals, because if I'm not mistaken, I think they were talking about earlier that not sure that. There probably has been a sweep. Uh, I don't know how far back you would have to go, but uh, we're just going to go ahead and, and, and get it jumped off like, you know, most people were today and starting out with that. Uh, whoa, whoa, the, whoa. Um, hey, who you say? You say Boston has never been swept? No, I'm saying an Eastern Conference and uh, Conference Finals, there has never been a sweep in a Conference Finals. Not sure how far back you have to go. No, I'm not saying Boston has never been swept. Oh, no. Oh, they might not have, but I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I agree with that. I think, it, I think, I don't, I know the term was both conferences have never swept in the same year. But I don't know if we ain't never had no sweep, man. Oh, yeah. And I actually, if I'm not mistaken, I think they were saying earlier the last time it may have been, I guess, when the Lakers took down the, um, uh, Moses' team. Um, and I think it was early on in Tim Duncan's uh, career. Not quite sure, but like I said, but nevertheless, I think if anything, it's definitely never been a situation to where the East and the West has had a sweep. Uh, but like I said, I'm pretty sure there has been. But let's get into this game that took place on yesterday. Um, you know, these Boston Celtics, I don't know what's done happened, uh, you know, and um Initially, you know, there was a bit of just, you know, before I was able to kind of gather my thoughts, because after the first quarter yesterday, I saw what type of time they was on. And I just, I started watching my Dateline because Dateline is the only thing that makes me feel better in life. And some say I'm a psychopath because I like Dateline, but whatever. Anyway, uh, Boston has just completely uh, left the building. Celeste, uh-huh. um, I like, I love Dateline too. I'm a Dateline <laughs> I watch it all, but yeah. Boston has completely left the building. Um, you know, I put right now, after I've been able to kind of calm down off my feelings being hurt, uh, because I've been on record in saying that this Miami Heat team has been legit, regardless of what happened in the play-in. Y'all know I've been on record. So the way Miami is playing, it doesn't surprise me. And even when you reflect on the Eastern Conference Finals last year, real talk, it, we took them to game seven last year, and it took Jason Tatum, I think, to have about a 40 during, about during their 50-point game in order for us to beat them in game seven last year. So I'm not surprised. But I am surprised at, you know, the way that the Celtics have just seemingly just fallen apart in this Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and I think, you know, with that being said, um, I, I put them in the category, kind of like I did the Titans roundabout game eight or nine of the season when they had gone on about that three or four game losing streak. I just had to go ahead and accept the reality that it just was not going to happen, you know, for the Titans that year. And that's where I met with the Celtics. So as disappointing as it is, we can get into a whole lot of who's to blame, uh, but you know, I don't know. How, how do you all feel about the the, the this Celtics and Heat series? As I sit here tonight, you know, we have some Laker nation, nation on here, and we have Celtic nation on here, and we have Spurs nation on here, and everybody isn't you know a little little. 
foul move because of the way their teams are looking. But I will say, the Spurs Nation. I can't do this tonight with him. I can't do this tonight with him. Spurs Nation has. Uh, Moses, stick to the script. We ain't. Okay. Yeah, you went away. You went away from the script. Like I don't think we got. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yet. We, we ain't there yet. yet. Let me. I thought, I thought the question was about the Celtics series. Uh, That's what uh, I thought okay, the question okay. was about. Sorry, sorry. I, I, I got off track. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got off track. Okay. I mean, so, hey. I... <laughs> okay. Here's my take on the Celtics, man. I, I I had a conversation with a dear friend the other day about the Celtics, like this. Uh, I mean, the Celtics and the Heat series, and I firmly believe that Eric Spoelstra is coaching is coaching circles around the Boston Celtics, Missoula, Missoula, and for. The Celtics to have a first team All NBA player and a second team All NBA player and the sixth man of the year on their team. There is no reason in hell why they should be down three games to nothing. And that game yesterday, I rarely turn off NBA playoff games, but I had to find something else to do after I witnessed that third quarter. I couldn't. And it's, I don't, I can't put my finger on it. Like, did they quit? Like, it seems like it, but I can't figure out what's going on in, in Boston. You know, um, they were talking about the coach and I'm like, could he really be gone if they lose this series? Like, is that a real conversation? I just don't I think know. So. I think so. And I'm gonna yeah, tell I you why. I feel so, not because of him, not because of anything he did, but we live in a world today. And this has everything going on with these series, man. We live in a world today where social media and the commentators take put thoughts in people's heads. You know, they get on TNT and say stuff. Now they got on TNT and interviewed Bam the other night, and they told Bam, don't let your foot off the pedal. If y'all, if y'all don't get game three, Y'all gonna be in trouble. See, you got this stuff that goes on, man, and I just feel it has something to do with it. All today, you've heard commentators say, you know, Big Perk and other people that, hey, they need to let dude go because of him not playing Robert Williams. And they say, they say it's controversy out there. They say that Tatum told Coach that our best chance to win is Robert Williams starting. But Coach decided to start Devin White, because he went with offense instead of defense. Al Horford, he started Horford. He started White too, didn't he? Not this game. White did okay. start one game, but Horford started in, in place of... Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, but yeah, you know, um, what's the name had a big problem with that? And he did. I mean, Perk said that Tatum told him not to do that. I don't know how true that is. Don't know if that's true or not. It might be the mess Perk making up. But, uh, yeah, he could be on the hot seat, but, you know, I don't blame last night on him, man. I think the players got to show up, man. I just think, hey, getting beat like that, y'all should, you should be upset. Celtics should be upset. Because I think they gave up. I blame the coach for taking them out the game. Hey, man, it's playoffs, man. If you sit out there and let them dudes get them that lead on you, then you need to stay out there and take that whooping into the bus. That is how I feel. And, and I know I know Tatum that they, they took he took the starters out in the third quarter, but there is a stat that Tatum That's has wrong. Tatum That's wrong has, to take them out in the third quarter, man. Tatum has not scored a point in the fourth quarter in any of the games. What? What? He ain't Crazy. scored a point in the fourth quarter. You can't quarter. concede like that. You can't concede like that, man. You can see, I understand. Not getting a person injured for the series. Hey, bro, it's 3-0. The series, the series is over. Ain't nobody ever came down back from 3-0. At this point, hey, you play for some pride, man. You just don't take them dudes out and not put them back in the game. I was highly pissed off about that. Um, here's here's the thing with with the I'm kind of 50-50. I think one of my issues with the Celtics is that. 
Missoula was put in, I actually, you know, on second thought, I actually am pissed when I thought about it a little bit later. I'm pissed at Imi because I don't know why he couldn't keep his hands or his mouth or his feet or whatever it was he was doing with that lady down to the office that caused this whole, you know, tur turnover in the organization anyway. But the problem is you got- Well, you shouldn't be pissed at him. You should well, not be I pissed am. at him. I am. He should have- Because he, he ain't the only one. He ain't the only one, Celeste. He, he ain't, ain't the but only the one. problem is they had already gave him a warning. Just do, keep your hands seat, do what you gotta do. You know, you know, as we all know that as people of color, we can't do what they do. But anyway, this ain't about I mean, for real, for real. That was just my little point of just, I really kind of was. I had got, you know, sometimes when you get frustrated, you think about a whole other stuff that played a part in it that you get mad at, you know, retroactively. But anyway, but with Joe, the problem is he is a, a first time head coach with a veteran team. And I think considering the players on Boston squad now, they really are. You can consider them a veteran team. This is their fifth finals or I think appearance in like the, the past five or five seasons or something like that. So um, not finals, but uh, conference finals uh, appearance. So this is, you consider this a veteran team. Joe really is, um, he's, he's learning, you know, on the fly. And I think it sucks when you have an experienced team that has an inexperienced coach. And I think that is part of the problem. And the other half is, like it's been said, Joe ain't out there going, you know, two for two for 12. When you got Tatum and Brown, that is first and second team all NBA, and combined, they only have like 24 points. It's it's unacceptable. I don't know what has happened, but I think to me, uh, still to me, it's not, I want to be shocked, but I'm not because they, disappeared last year but i think what kept them last year is defensively that was their stronghold and they were able to overcome shooting deficits to whereas this year their defense has just been way too inconsistent and just like you can't out work a bad diet you cannot outshoot bad defense and that's the problem that the celtics are having right now they just have terrible defense they've gotten back into that where if they don't get a call you know they throwing their hands up and and and, and instead of getting back on um like on that play where uh, they missed the shot and it, the Heat had got the ball, took it. I think they passed it. It was almost going out of bounds. Somebody tipped it back in to Butler. Butler, I think, then threw it out to uh, either Vincent, I think uh, to Vincent, and he is Struz. He shot the three, but he shot the three. Jalen was supposed to be on him, but Jalen was down at the other end up under the goal, you know, mad because he didn't get the call. And so, like, that, those are the things that they've fallen back into that Imi, I think, had, was able to get a good hold on that and got them that's really right. set defensively. And so to me, that's really, you know, the problem. I think you have a coach that's more so focused on living and dying by the three. And we just know you cannot sustain uh, going, you know, 25 of, of 30, you know, from the three-point line, just for an example, each night. You got to be able to have something more to your offense than living and dying by the three. You know, and it works on teams like a – you know, uh, when you look at the Warriors, they kind of do as well, but you know, um, they just have had the luck to where ultimately it kind of does, you know, work for them with the Celtics. Um, you know, no, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Joe, you know, you know, lost his job. I'm already expecting for Brown, uh, you know, to be gone. Um, uh, right. probably smart too. Uh, and I ain't messed up with none of it, to be honest, because uh, it, it's, it's not aware I'm bitter about either or, but it's just almost like at this point when contracts are beginning to be up and you're going to want more money. And I think Jalen Brown deserves to get the max. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like at this point, this experiment, for whatever reason, it just has not been able to work in terms of delivering a championship. So, hey, why not? Let, let's try something else. Uh, they, said something very, uh, they said something else very important today. They say, you know, when you Celtics are and you've been there uh, five times, hey, your, your people are not judging you based on winning a series anymore. People people judge you on winning the championship. So you got to go finish that, man, you know. Uh, yeah. And, and just to I, give y'all an update, my daddy is still not willing to concede that the heat really is. He said, depending on 
how you know the game goes tomorrow. I guess when the Heat make the finals, that's when he'll finally be able to admit that the Heat really are their team. But ultimately, at this point, me and your dad need to talk. Me and your dad need to talk. Hey, let me get make this for Moses step in. Let me make this point. You made a point about bad defense. Hey, bad defense and good defense on the other end as well because man you know me and Moses went back and forth with each other fussing each other about the last series with Philly and was like what is Philly supposed to do and this and that well the Miami Heat that shows you what Philly is supposed to do Miami Heat didn't let Jason Tatum sit there and dribble the ball 10 times and then take off down the lane for a layup. Miami Heat didn't sit there and let Jason Tatum dribble the ball five times and then cock up a three. They made it hard for him. They hit him. He shot the three, but it was not hard for him because he got hit, not a foul. He got body put on him going up. That's how you do it. And to and, and to, before we finish the subject, I wanted to touch on what Celeste said. Um, I, I work I work with a um, young man who's a, who's another diehard Boston Celtics fan, um, and he his, his name's Jawan, and uh, he had mentioned something to me during the regular season that was concerning to him about the Boston Celtics, and it's coming to fruition now. You touched on it a little bit earlier, Celeste, and it's about the defense. Udoka had them boys playing defense. That is the difference. And um, they're just not the same team defensively. Mm-hmm. As that is a very valid point. I and knew I, that when they lost to uh, Orlando at, at two times, back to back. What? Yeah. And I will also say this about the coaching. You're right, Brown. You hit the nail on the head because what Spolstra has done is he went to a little zone and he would double Jason Tatum and get the ball out of his hands or make him take a tough shot. And what does the Celtics do on the other hand? They let just let Jimmy Butler go one-on-one. How about a double team to get the ball out of his hands so he's not able to go to work? You know, try something different. But you know what? Real talk, though, Jimmy Butler has been, I'm going to say, just average. You know, good. This, this year, this series, I think the difference is – their role players in Vincent and Struess and um, somebody else, they are making their shots. Whereas last year, it really was mostly Butler and Bam that was kind of really keeping them in the series. But this year, I feel like their role players are just, they're locked in, they're making their shots. Whereas on the Celtics team, ain't no damn body able to uh, to make a shot. But shouts out, you know, to Spose. He's, uh, you know, he's definitely... Uh, a Hall of Fame, uh, you know, coach, and he is absolutely coaching circles around our rookie, uh, you know, head coach. But we got game four tomorrow night. Hopefully, you know, they'll go down, you know, with the fight. I don't know. Like I said, I got on my black. I got my Hennessy. I'm going to take a shot because right now I'm just going on to uh, – I'm ready for to, for Titans preseason. But we hey, got one, game. Hey, you know, hey, what? Go ahead. Go ahead, Moses. One more thing about Missoula. You know, there was another telling coaching question mark that happened in game two when the Heat went on their run in the third quarter. And they scored like 30-some points in the third quarter. And Missoula never called a timeout. Called a timeout, yeah. That's the other complaint about him. Stop the bleeding somewhere or somehow. I used to uh, be the assistant coach with my, uh, I, ain't, I ain't trying to throw my coach Seneca under the bus, but I used to like have to get Seneca to take timeouts because the other team were going to run and I don't know like, what you saving these timeouts for? Mm-hmm. You got to stop the bleeding. So you do have to stop the bleeding. You, ain't, you ain't throwing him under the bus, man. He come, You ain't throwing him under the bus. He come from the same tutelage. He come from my tree. Me and him both got that problem. We try to let we try to let players play through it because no. we used to them Lakers, the Showtime Lakers playing through it. And I, hey, you're only good as your assistant coaches, Moses. My assistant coach, Butch Wilson, who passed away, used to do the same thing you did and say, "Brown, if you don't we, call a timeout, I'm, man, I'm finna come over there and flip you." Yeah, we we got called timeout. We got stop the bleed. We got to use, I ain't saying use them all, but we got we got to do something. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. And that's definitely been a, one of his biggest uh, criticisms, especially throughout these playoffs. Uh, but anyway, we got to go. Hey, before you move on, before you move on, you'll appreciate this. Let's say this is good talk. We ain't got much to talk about tonight. But uh, 
You appreciate this. Uh, hey, I appreciate um, Stephen A. Smith's point today. I appreciate it. The, he talked about how his justice on how Boston handled the whole situation with him. You know, man, you know, he, they held the situation wrong. And that's also why they say that uh, Brown is not totally committed to coming back because Brown had a problem with how they did the head coach. You know, um, it's stuff like that, man. They lost a valuable piece also when they lost Stoudemire. You know, people say they told them to keep Stoudemire until the end of this run, but they let Stoudemire go, you know, to where another coach was dying. That hurt because they say he was the connection between Missoula mm-hmm. and yeah. the old players. They say he had them players ear. He had Tatum ear. He had Brown ear, and he was the connection. When he left, that's when the Lakers went on. I mean, that's when the Celtics went on a little losing streak. And we talking about Damon Stoudemire, right? Damon yeah, Stoudemire. yeah, Damon Stoudemire. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. He, uh, and I, and I, yeah, that is a very. Uh, I thought about that earlier too when I was. Uh, I think when I was was talking to my daddy, I had brought that up uh, to him that they let that other uh, assistant coach go. Um, but I think you know, with that, I don't know. Like, I feel like to a degree. While we understand chemistry and all that definitely is important, and I do believe that behind the scenes, you know, it's it's there there is something going on, you know, whether it's with Tatum and Brown, Tatum and the coach, the organization, you don't know, but it's obvious that uh, there definitely is something going on because they have said some things in these last couple of uh, interviews that can kind of because Malcolm Brogdon. His interview today was actually a really good interview that kind of, you know, shed a little bit of light and just kind of like, mm, yeah, I, I think there are some conversations that probably need to be had behind the scenes, but maybe nobody, you know, is really having, um, you yeah. know, the conversation. Um, that was a but, deep interview. Uh huh. But and that I, was deep. but who knows? Uh, but I think what I was going to say, I think what that is at the end of the day. Um, while we do understand your relationship and just in general, your relationship with your coworkers, it does affect, um, you know, how you may do your job from time to time. But at the end of the day, we still know that we have a job to do. I can't really go to my boss and be like, well, you know, uh, so-and-so, you know, well, she hadn't been doing this. And so I just hadn't been doing that because at the end of the day, ain't nobody trying to hear it. And so while we do understand that the relationship is important, I can't really let them just get off on the fact that, hey, look, you may not like what coach is doing or you miss this or you miss that. You still know how to play the game. You're, you're in the NBA. Go out there and do you know what you need to do and then just let you know learn i think learn to leave i think you really can compartmentalize stuff and know that hey look yeah things may not be right back here in this locker room but when we step out here on this floor we got a job to do and i'll be darned if the we the boston celtics the number two seed goes down by you know 30 points in an eastern conference finals so it's just like at what point do you why are you out there like really mentally uh, you know, you know, giving up and, and feeling defeated when wh- where is that gonna get you? So, mm. and, and, and to the number eight seed, mind you, the number eight seed got embarrassed by Chicago in the playing game that had to fight to get into the playoffs. in about the last three minutes, Butler yeah. took over. <laughs> and, 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 and you know, when you talk about this championship window, it's only open for so long. and. This was the year because Milwaukee got put out. They put Philly out. The two teams that were really challenging them to come out of the East. They got them. And, you know, the Lakers, you know, are not, um, you know, the Lakers are in a dogfight. Golden State got put out. So it's like this was your chance to potentially. Now, Denver, if Denver holds on and wins this series, they're going to be a tough out for anybody. the goal was to get back to the finals. Yeah. And so, so yeah. So, well, yeah, with that being said, we got, you know, game will, we'll see how tomorrow goes. But hopefully, I got confidence that they're going to at least be able to get one game in them. So, we'll see. But right now, we got a game four going on, huh? Tomorrow's game is about pride. It's yeah. like, look, we ain't going. Like, you, you got to do whatever you got to do to get yeah. that. You can't. You can't get mm-hmm. sweats. 
Yeah, no, you just can't. And so game four is going on right now in LA. Uh, the Lakers are got a 10-point lead, third quarter, about eight minutes left in the third quarter. It was up 15 at the half and now uh, uh, up 10. Um, same situation. Um, although, you know, I think by the Lakers being in the play-in, um, I don't think the impact or the shock value uh uh, is I think the shock value was a little different in comparison to the Celtics because the Lakers were in the play-in and, um, you know, and they've made it to now to Denver in which ultimately I think Denver, I don't think anybody's beating Denver. I really got Denver. Even if the Celtics go on, uh, you know, to make this miraculous comeback, I don't see anybody, uh, you know, just beating Denver. But who knows? If the Heat make it, I'll... I'll have to see game one because the way that the Heat has been playing and the way that I have been championing them this entire playoffs, you know, who, who knows? Maybe Butler can, you know, wheel them to a, a finals. But uh, I don't know, Laker Nation, how y'all feeling out there? Uh, you, 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 hit it on the, you hit it on the nail. I mean, you know, hey, the Lakers came from a play-in game, came from, hey, mid-season until we made them trades. Yeah, we wasn't even going to make the playoffs. So it is a kind of different situation. Um, it is a different situation, man. You know, it'll be a successful season after we lose. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, it hurts to go down. It hurts to go down. But I hate the national narrative and the narrative that I'm dealing with on this um, uh, sports thought process uh, group right now that we all didn't know about the Nuggets. We all didn't know, and this and that. And y'all, man, come on, man. We knew the Nuggets was the number one seed. I knew. We knew the we knew the Nuggets were good. We knew they were going to a hard feat. We knew they were going to be a hard feat. Oh, man, they just want to talk. That's all. They just chosen. They want to talk. Now, Lisa Salters, Lisa Salters, whatever she said, because, you know, she put her foot in her mouth on national TV saying she never knew of the Nuggets. That's her. That's her. That's, that's that girl there. It ain't nobody else that's a sports mind that didn't know that the Devil Nuggets were legit. And I mean, been, haven't they been the top seed the last couple of years anyway? I think the only reason why they've been out is because Murray gets hurt around the playoff times and he hadn't been able yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Porter. They've been a top seed. Murray and Porter have not been available. Yeah. And Porter they too, are, yeah. are lottery picks. Those two dudes are lottery picks, and they have not been available. And what do you know? They're available this year. But, but I do want to touch on something that in this game that was very um, evident tonight. You know, we go from one rookie coach in the Eastern Conference to another rookie coach in the Western Conference, and your boy for the Lakers made some coaching adjustments tonight. He put D'Angelo Russell butt on the bench and started Schroeder, which was good, and he also started Rudy. So those two key adjustments that coach for the Lakers made tonight have been key because D'Angelo Russell ain't been giving him nothing. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people complaining about. Them adjustments were supposed to be made the last game. (laughs) Yeah, bro, but but it's do or die tonight. And he made them. So I got the commitment. I'm just telling you, before game three, I said, put D-Lo on the bench and start Rudy. That was supposed to happen. A lot of people been complaining about just trying to figure out why is D-Lo still, he'll help here. Why is he, let alone start, why is he even allowed to be in the rotation, period? I understand, though, Celeste. No, I understand. Hey, man, this game, this game is a game of moments, man. One week you can be high, the next week you can be low. Hey, that man just lost his money in the stands in the uh in a week. He just lost his money, man, and probably his spot on the team. You know, in the last in the last uh series, oh, it, it was hey, we gonna bring him back. Um, uh, he's asking now. He's got he's got some weird ass now. He asked for more money. And he says he refused to play for a team and not start. He got some weird, weird ass, which is why I don't understand why. See, Coach had him in because of them requests. He was saying he wasn't going to sit on the bench. 
Oh, you know, hey, bro, you should have went on sit here on the bench last game, but yeah. he just yeah. lost his check. He just lost his check in a week, man. It's wild, man. But, yeah, but, well, we can I would we can point out that despite the the results that the Lakers have had, somebody who has been playing his butt off is Austin Powers Reeves. Yes, you know I think he he's he's been consistently good, uh, you know, for the Lakers, uh, you know, in this series, and so I think he he's definitely earned him 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 uh, some extra money on his check. Absolutely, that dude has not missed a free throw in this series. He's got 14 points now. He's steady. He's steady, man. That mm-hmm. dude, done, he, done, he done worked his way into some money. Yeah. That dude, 10 ain't enough. 10 ain't enough, though. 10 points ain't enough, man. They got to go out and stay. He got 14, Brian. He got 14. He got 14. Well, they got to stay up. It's 80 to 81 uh, with about five it's minutes. It's three-point game. 81-78-now-so-it's-three-point-game-81-80-one-seventy-eight-now-so-it's-three-point-game-81-80-one-seventy-eight-now-so-it's-three-point-game-81-80-one-seventy-eight-now-so-it's-three-point-game-81-80-one
Absolutely. Yes. Amazed. I'm amazed. Yes, I agree. So we shall see. Now, speaking of legacies, we have a, a, a you know, a, a gentleman who's highly regarded as the uh, as the number one, uh, you know, pick, who I'm sure is going to be soon looking to uh, solidify his leg or begin his legacy in the league. And um, he's planning on going to the, uh, it's, it's no a no-brainer that um, the San Antonio Spurs who uh, who won in the lottery last week? The first round pick in this upcoming, uh, you know, NBA draft, uh, the San Antonio Spurs. And if you don't know it, or if you haven't been able to figure out by now, Moses Olomo is a Spurs fan, and uh, you know, I'm gonna give him credit for hanging in there because you know they've been on the they they've been in the background, you know, for for quite some time. But uh, Moses, he's been, you know, he has not let us forget all week. Uh, that the Spurs have the number one pick and they're going to get Victor Mbabwe, however you pronounce the man. Wimbe, you know, say it right. Say his name. Wimbe, 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 Bimbaya, Umbayu, whatever. Moses, go on and Kumbaya. Get your shit out, Moses. Tell us how you feel about this number one pick. How many times have I come on this show? and said we was in the Victor Wimber and Yama sweepstakes. Y'all asked me about my Spurs, and I would say they lost another game, and we just, we sucking. We sucking, and we not we're not winning, we're not playing good basketball. But we're we're in the Victor Wimber and Yama sweepstakes. That's what I kept saying. And lo and behold, I got home early for a change last Tuesday. I got home early for a change, and I said, I need to watch this lottery. I need to watch this NBA lottery. I need to see what's going on. And it was between us, Detroit, and um, Charlotte. I think those three teams had the most, the probability to get the number one pick. And they started rattling off those names from like 14 all the way to one. And I'm like, we didn't get caught. We didn't get caught. Then we got to the top three. I'm like, oh my gosh, this this really could happen. And then they called, um, I think Detroit, then they called Charlotte. Then they called us. I'm like, wow, couldn't believe it. I'm so excited. Now, I will, I will, I will crush all of this, this notion that I've heard people say, and I'm not going to be on this train, that he could possibly be better than LeBron. Now, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. And come into his own. I will say he's got the most hype coming into the league probably since LeBron. Yeah, hype. But pump the brakes on LeBron. Because if we go back to LeBron James, LeBron James started all these high school games on TV. Let's not forget that. Uh, the, the, the ESPN televised high school games started with LeBron James, okay? LeBron James came into the league with all of this pressure, and he has lived up to the hype. So let's pump the brakes on this young man. I would say... I feel like if you're going to compare him just looking at him, I would compare him more to a KD as opposed just by him being tall and lanky. You know, I would compare him to a KD. But now, obviously, I haven't seen the kid play, so I don't know what his game is like. But, yeah, I do agree. Height, yeah, he's probably been the most height. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Jamel might argue one of them sorry light-skinned ball brothers uh, had more no. height. The hype for this dude has been there since last since, since the draft last year. They were already talking about this dude in the draft last year, how he was going to be the number one pick this year. So yeah, I he, think he's going. He's definitely in in, in line to be a, a franchise altering. Uh, his his his, his 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 um his his uh. His his weight does concern me a little bit, but he's just 19, so I'm not gonna throw him. I'm not gonna give up on him, but it does concern me. But he does a lot of stuff. He can shoot. He can dribble. Yeah. He can rebound. He can block shots. He is. And when LeBron signs off on you, I got to LeBron signed off on. Him. So if LeBron signed off on you, then uh, you know he might be the real deal. So we gonna. We, I'm excited. We, we, I have something to look forward to. I can't say I've had something to look forward to the last couple of years. Seeing seeing your boy for the Lakers shining, seeing White shining for um 
for the Celtics, seeing um your boy for the Atlanta Hawks, um, um, shining all these players were with the Spurs and they leave us and they they eat kind of like the Lakers. They leave us and they and they, and they coming into their own. So let's just hope this dude that can surround it with some pieces and he can grow into the greatness. But I am hoping for it. It was funny. It was this meme that came out that was showing uh, Pop running, and it was saying uh, Pop on his way to uh, pick up Victor uh, from the airport. And they were talking about Pop ain't going to never retire now. But he's... Uh, he said, know, yeah. Uh, he saved Pop's career. Pop, Pop ain't going to retire now. Pop going to say that. Yeah. Congratulations. And we can also, and it looks like, you know, Brandon Miller with all the controversy is expected to go number two. I'm, and I'm glad about that, uh, you know, because like I said, you know, we, if you have these situations that go on and if you're, if, if you, if you weren't, if the law didn't even, you know, convict you, do anything, you know, move on and then and, and don't be hanging stuff, you know, be trying to just punish folks for stuff that, you know, didn't even, you know, happen or it's not right. So, but yeah, with the top five picks is San Antonio, Charlotte, Portland, Houston, and Detroit. So, um, I, what I, I is really, it? I, I, really, I really wish we had the two pick as well. I would take Bradley Miller in a heartbeat. I, I don't know. Is the NBA draft ever like, do you ever, has anybody ever had the one and two picks? I know it just happened in um, the NFL draft where Houston drafted two and three. three. Yeah. But like, has that ever happened? Like, I would love to have that too. Can it happen though? The way the NBA draft is set up, can it happen? I don't know. I don't know. But I know. I know Orlando has two picks in the top ten because of trades or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. They yeah they're six and eleven. The eleventh pick yeah, comes from Chicago. But yeah, the but only way the only way it happens is somebody do trades. Yeah, but but if but if Orlando would have got a top three selection, it would have been unprotected, and whoever they traded with would have got the pick. So they had to stay out of the top three in order for Orlando to keep their, that 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 second pick. But I, you know, I, I'm hoping the best for Brandon Miller. I wish somehow we could get get that dude because I like I like his game. So, but so I'm happy. There's hope. Being a, being a little greedy. Being a little greedy, Mo. So, so how do you feel? You know, it seems like every time this year uh, when the NBA, you know, does the uh, airs, you know, the lottery, you know, sometimes you hear conversations on the NFL should adopt this method that the that the NBA has. I, I don't know. How do y'all feel about that, that conversation? I don't know the conversation. Well, people just like the lottery pick that the end of how the NBA, the, the first round, you know, is based off of, you know, lottery. And people feel like that the NBA, I mean, the NFL should adopt. Um, I don't know. I think the way that I think when I look at the NFL, I think once since we had the opportunity to host the draft here, um, I think I just like how everything, you know, plays out. I think it's one of those, yeah, it sounds good, but if it ain't broke, you know, don't fix it. I think there's other things that you can adopt from each league that probably you can say, well, this will work over here. But I think as far as the lottery process, my opinion is, you know, let it be. It works for the NBA and what the NFL does works for the NFL. I don't need to see that. I don't see the need for the NFL to take on a lottery process. Um, yeah, I, I tend to I tend to agree with what you said, but I do I, I agree. I mean, it, it, you know, still the sorry teams need to get the top picks. They just do. It's the only way they can get better. But I will say, since we're talking about the NFL, there were two two things that happened today. Don't know if they hit the radar or not, but something was voted on where I think they're going to be able to flex the Thursday night games starting next year which should be very interesting to see how all of that um, takes place. And then also, you're going to be able to carry a third quarterback. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure if it's going to be a part of the 53-man roster, maybe an extra player. But this player, this, this, this third quarterback can only play if both of your quarterbacks get hurt. That's the and, of only course, one. that came from what happened with San Francisco in the uh, – yeah. So Malik Willis had hope, right? Malik Willis. Yes. <laughs> Malik yes. Willis has hope. 
Because I really don't feel like the Titans should get rid of him that quick. Like, I really don't because somebody will pick him up and the brother didn't have really nothing to work with. So give him a chance. I ain't ready to throw in the towel on him. So he might have a shot. So. Mm-hmm. So, and just before we get out of here, another, uh, you know, just a highlight with the NBA, uh, the Carmelo Anthony uh, has announced his retirement. And, um, you know, so he's had, I think so now it said that Braun is the last uh, person of his class, you know, to still be remaining, uh, to still be active uh, in the uh, in the NBA. So, you know, shout out to Carmelo Anthony. He's definitely, you can say he's had uh, uh, a great uh, career, but just, uh, you know, just to have a little fun now, who, um, does he get? I think it's safe to say, you know, he he's a Hall of Famer. Um, does he get his jersey retired and by who? Because you know he wears the, he wore the number fifteen, which also currently Jokic, you know, wears the number fifteen. Man, does Melo? I've been arguing. I've been arguing about this all day. Mm. Man, and so by who? I'm gonna say this. I understand that Jokic. At the end of the day, Joker's going to be the greatest Denver Nugget. At the end of the day. Because he's going to win the championship this year. It's going to happen. He's going to be there. Man, it's hard for me, though, man. I think they got a compromise, man, because the Denver Nuggets was unheard of. Had not made the playoffs in nine years until Carmelo got there. And Carmelo got there, and then they went every year that he was there. That might be a messed up stack, but I thought I heard that. But they went. Yeah, I, you're right. That's why I said, you know, nobody I just, hey, I don't know, man. And, 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 man, the argument I posed on Facebook today is, hey, let's not act like Joker don't have help, man. He ain't just doing this by himself. He got help over there. Hey, Melo didn't really have a lot. If I re- if I remember correctly, um, Kenyon Martin was on that team. Was on that team, and uh, I think J.R. Smith, a young J.R. Smith, was on that Denver team. Iverson came a little later in the game um, to that Denver team. Um, I can't think of anybody else. God, I think Javale McGee was on that team as well. A young Javale McGee. Um. So, yeah, but he. I knew he, none of this. He was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Jr. did. Look it up. Jr. Smith was on that team. Can y'all? I Martin remember that. But I didn't know none of this offhand. Yeah. yeah. Um. Javale Young, Javale McGee was on that team. So, yeah, they just couldn't ever get over the hump. But he was definitely. He was a baller. I mean, his mid range was the one of the best I've seen in NBA history. He had a good mid-range. And, you know, he came into the league off of winning a championship for Syracuse. And he was the man. They're going to have to do something special. They're going to have to do something special with that, man. Denver might be yeah. the only place that names get put in the roster and the Raptors <laughs> instead of numbers, man. Because, hey, man, I don't see how you can slide them, you know? Yeah. Personally, you know, obviously since he played in Syracuse and he had a good six or seven-year run in with the Knicks, Kind of would like that. I think definitely the Nuggets do have to pay some kind of homage, but I feel like the Knicks should too. Uh, you know, just because he was, you know, that, that was just, uh, and I feel like he had the decent level of success, uh, you know, uh, in, in New York before he kind of really started to, did you he know, know, huh? Did he have success in New York? I mean, did they get the I think playoff? it was. I mean, I, I guess they, depends, depending on how you define success, uh, you know, obviously did they win anything? You know, no, but of course, but I think they were competitive enough. Uh, yeah, they, they made the playoffs once or twice, but they didn't go very far. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, I think he, overall, he I know New York ruined, New York ruined that man's life. He went to yeah. New York, lost his wife, and lost everything else. New York ruined that man's life. Mm, going um, back home. Want- going back home. <laughs> hey, I would say 
his interview was beautiful, man. I don't know has anybody ever went out with an interview like that where it just really wasn't about him. You know what I'm saying? He passed the torch to his son. You know, I didn't know that he had a. He only has one son. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know well, that. I think he supposedly. You don't know. I think. Oh yeah, we heard about all that. <laughs> yeah. I think he supposedly did end up having another baby because I think that was all a part of why that, that last yeah. time when they got broke up. You know. I think yeah. it was confirmed that the baby was his, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know if it's a girl or a boy, though, but yeah. But we are, only one I claim is uh, is Cayenne. Uh, I think he's definitely on track to kind of be, uh, you know, to, to do something, to make a little noise. That was a beautiful tribute, man. He went out and, you know, he didn't make it about him, you know? That was a beautiful tribute. I, I love it. I love it. Do, do, you, do, do you remember that draft, though? Let's go back to that draft. Do you remember the top five picks in that draft? Just off the top of your head. LeBron, Ron, Wayne. No, no, no. Darko Milicic went second. The biggest, one of the biggest busts. He went to Detroit with the number two pick. And then I think D-Wade went. Then Bosch. Or or hold on. Then Melo. I think I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Carm um LeBron, Darko Milicic, then um Carmelo, then D-Wade, then Chris Bosh. I think that's the order it went. So that was a pretty good draft. Um 2004, I believe. Yeah, you're right. Brian, uh, Darko, Melo, Bosch, and Wade, top five. Bosch and Wade, yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and sign off. And as before we sign off, we'd always like to leave you all with a final thought. And as we prepare to give our final thoughts, always make sure you remember to listen to the playback, stay active in the group, like and chime in and give your opinions, even though they may not necessarily always be the popular opinion. But with that being said, my final thought is, you know, I need for America to do better. I personally, you know, don't understand why people have an issue with interracial relationships. Um, LeBron, you know, James, they posted a picture of his son. Uh, you know, he went to the prom this weekend. And this was a big deal last year um, that he had gone to the prom, you know, with a white girl. And, you know, people like to make these comments talking about, well, I don't understand, you know, his mama's black, why he can't go to the prom with somebody black. And I don't know if people are kind of aware but, you know, sometimes you kind of are not per se, we'll just say limited for lack of a better word, to the company that you know that you keep. This kid goes to school with predominantly white with rich kids. You know, now, yes, is there probably some celebrity kid, you know, that's black, that's his age, and he probably could have asked, you know, yeah. But what's wrong with the, if the kid want to, you know, he has, she was a nice looking girl. What's, I don't understand the problem. I just need for America to do better. Leave these people alone. First of all, it's just a problem. That don't mean that he getting ready to go marry this girl. But even if he does decide to marry a white girl, so what? You know, what, what is it hurting you? Um, so I just need for people to get over their whole, you know, whatever with these interracial relationships and feeling like, you know, because he's this celebrity kid that he needs to take a black woman when, you know, where are the, where, how many black girls are probably attending the school that he goes to? And because when you think about it in the context of a prom, typically you're going with somebody in most cases that you go to school with. Now, yeah, you may know somebody from the church that go to another school and, hey, look, y'all gonna hook up and go to the prom together. But in most cases, you're typically going to the prom with somebody that you actually go to school with. So if he goes to school with 95% white girls, and you gotta think in them situations too, nine times out of 10, the black girls that are probably there probably are not really interested in necessarily picking and not because they have a thing against black people. It's just like, Hey, look, I don't see the big deal. Let these people, kids and whoever, let people date whoever it is that they want to date. And like I said, it's, it's a prom. 
you know, you just going, the prime is supposed to be, you just going to have fun. It's solidifying the, the final chapter, you know, especially your senior prime, obviously. It's the, like that final chapter in your senior year of high school before you go on to graduation. Let these kids be kids and, and, and have fun and date who they want to date. Go to the prime with whoever they want to go to the prime with. Because like I said, the reality is, is that you're picking from, you know, what, what's in front of you. And he goes to school with 95% white people. And so it is what it is. Leave these kids alone and let these kids go to the prom and enjoy their prom and date whoever it is that they want to date. Because guess what? It ain't costing you nothing. And it really ain't your business, uh, you know, at the end of the day. As long as his parents are in support of it, have at it. So, you know, LeBron, Bronny looked nice. Uh, and so, you know, he went to the prom in style. He was giving a little Miami Vice, had the chest showing. You know, I thought it was a cute picture, uh, you know, and I'm pretty, hopefully they had fun and it was what it was. Leave these kids alone. That's all I got to say. What you got, Moses? <laughs> well, I agree I with you. Hey, before you go to Moses, I agree with you, man. I champion my nephews, hell, they, they out there, they out there with them. I fuss, at, I fuss with my people all the time, hell. I fuss with my mama and everybody else. Let the boys leave. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Different day, different day, man. When, and when you say, when I say the name Sierra Canyon High School, what do you think of? Right, that's in the right. hood. You think Sierra Canyon is in the hood somewhere? Come on now, he is. You're right. He's at a predominantly white high school, and and you know what? This girl's probably talking to me. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, I think she bad. She probably bad. But anyway, yeah, she was cute. She but, was cute. but anyway, um, I, I digress. But a side note, I heard the younger brother is leaving that school to go uh -huh. somewhere. Yeah. So I forgot where he's going. So anyway, that's news. Okay, so my final thought, um, you know, I, those of you that love me know that I love the game of basketball. I love the game. I love to watch it at all levels, whether it be AAU, high school, college pro i love it and i happened to catch something because things uh, as the nba playoffs wind down my sports options start to dwindle there's no i'm not watching the usfl i'm not watching the xfl i'm not watching any of that but i happen to be watching the nba tv this weekend and they had a um 25 they had a, a, a special on about the 25 year 25 years of the WNBA. And I was like, why are they showing this right now? So I got to thinking that it was, this was the year 25 of the WNBA. When it's not, it's year 27. It was two years ago when they did it or whatever. But I, I watched the whole thing. It was only 30 minutes. And I learned a lot about, a lot more about the WNBA that I, that I didn't already know. So I tried to do a little bit of research and I had I didn't know this, but I didn't know that they had come out with a, for the 25 years, they had come out with like a top 25 players of all time, like they did for like the 50th of the NBA and then the 75 of the, of the NBA. They came up with the top 75. So they came up with the top 25 of NBA players of all time. And, you know, I love a list. So I went and looked at it and, um, you know, they had Tarasi as the number one player and, um, I don't forget who two was, but I sent the list. I don't. I didn't send it to y'all, but I sent it to another group. But um, looking at that list, it was very intriguing to see, you know, how many current players made the, the cut. Um, Brianna Stewart made the cut. She's currently playing. Candace Parker made the cut. She's currently playing. Diana Taurasi, of course, is currently playing. Brittany Griner made the list. She's currently playing. Um, but to watch the history. Um, which I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of history, but to see Cynthia Cooper and Cheryl Swoops who were there when the league started, and I remember them Houston Commons teams. Them Houston Commons teams was bad with Cynthia Cooper, Tina Thompson, and um, Cheryl Swoops. Them girls was bad. They won four straight uh, championships, and to find out that the Houston Commons are not even a part, they're not even, they're they don't have that franchise anymore. There's only three franchises that remain from the inception of the league. And that's the LA Sparks, the Phoenix Mercury, and the New York Liberty. 
So anyway, I'm a history buff and I loved it. And um, that 25, I'll send that to y'all. But I was very intrigued by that 25 list because they had some ballers on there. And when it's all said and done, Brianna Stewart might come for that throne as the as the greatest of all time because that girl is bad. So, anyways, I love that. And the last thing I'll say is, man, I'm so happy that my Spurs got the number one pick. I just can't wait for what's to come. What's to come? I'll be watching draft night just like everybody else, anticipating the pick. So that's all I, I actually want to be watching. Well, speaking of, since you like history, have you heard about the uh, Angel City documentary? That is, I think it's on Amazon Prime or HBO One. It's about the um, the, um, the 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 women's the National Women's Soccer League, soccer league the expansion team uh, that happened. That I'm, I guess, I'm, by being Angel City. I'm assuming that it was formed, you know, out in uh, L.A. Uh, not sure. But it actually, when I saw, I saw a little bit of the trailer. And I'm not much into soccer, but it actually did look like it was going to, you know, just be pretty good from a, a historical perspective and talking about, you know, what led to the uh, to the women's soccer league, uh, you know, expansion team. Uh, so it seemed like a, uh, it's gotten some good reviews. And so I just want to throw that out there since I know you like to you know, watch history of sports and different things like that, so. And, and, this, and the last thing I'll say is that the WNBA is, def, is the longest running women's professional league in the history of American sports, because it's been around 27 years. And um, it's not been without challenges, because, you know, those women had to fight for salaries and all of that, having to play overseas year round and come back and play in the WNBA. So they're still fighting. Um, yeah. NECA of Gumwake is the is the players president and she um, in their last CBA she really did 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 a good job of trying to get them more money towards um, towards you know more more their salaries upped so that they can at least be you know confident and not have to like do other things outside of of playing in the WNBA and it's a and, and to me I love it it's a good product I mean you know, women, I, yeah, hey, there must some good, great basketball players out there. So, yeah. shout out. And so. speaking of WNBA, Griner is back. And it's still funny because people are still hearing her speak. Like, as long as she's been around, people have never heard her talk. Uh, and so I just find it funny when people hear her talk for the first time. Uh, it, it actually does kind of take you back, you know, because you're like, whoa. You know, okay, but shout out to Gr- Gr- Brittany Griner for her return. Um, and people were bringing out Kim Mulkey because they felt like she should have been there. Because they were talking about how it was so many stars and celebrities that were in attendance, you know, for that game. And so people were like, yeah, everybody was there except for Kim Mulkey. Um, but, you know, so, but shout out to Brittany Griner for her return to the. Uh, question, question, and I'm done, I promise. Did, have, did y'all watch Power? Did y'all? Did any of y'all watch Power on here? I haven't this season. Uh, are you talking about the original Power? The original Power. Yeah. Did, y'all watch, did you watch it, Brown? Yeah, I watched all the Power. So, Power, have you watching Power Book 2, or Power, is it Power Book 2? Yeah, 2, the ghost, the one with uh, the, sun. the sun. I'm behind on this season. Woo-wee! Hey, I haven't even started. I like the binge watch. I'm too anxious. I gotta watch it all at once. I don't watch too many series, but hey, get caught up on that because it is good. That's all I got. It's good. Man, that was a hell of a safe way, segway, segway right there. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we're not gonna be here all night. I got um. Uh, y'all said all I wanted to say about the WNBA, so I'll let that pass. Um, rest in peace to the legend, Jim Brown, yes. namesake. Well, I'm glad I got to mention that. Jim Brown, great guy, uh, activist, uh, did a whole lot. Man, heard so much this week. They say the man might have been the best lacrosse player. Yeah, said he was good in basketball. You know, um, man, did a whole box. They said if he, they said if he had committed himself to boxing, 
He would have been the heavyweight champion. <laughs> man, or the wild man. You know, he comes with he don't come without controversy because he's has controversial guy. They said he did go to jail. But Jim Brown, man, he did a whole lot of stuff, man. He was an activist and he was always out there. He was a, him, Muhammad, and Kareem, they attacked the issues. You know, they didn't go away from being an activist first. Uh, we lost a, we lost a big man with losing that one. Yep. Amen. And Brown, he retired after nine seasons. He was at the top yeah. of his level. And he is the only running back to average 100 yards a game for his career in NFL history. He was a bad man. He was he a, bad, a bad man. They say a man before his time because they talked about how, you know, now these days you got some people that, you know, let it go at 30, you know, and just keep their health, you know. But, you know, back then, you know, hey, they ran it down. They said that man was, hey, at least maybe he thought, although it was a reason why, you know, they backed him in the corner. He said, well, hey, I just throw this away. I ain't got to have this. But, you know, hey, he cared more about his health, too, you know. So, yeah, you yeah, know, the hey. Browns, Art Modell at the time, gave him an ultimatum whether – Right. You, know, you come back and play, or he said, "I'm I'm out, I'm out." So yeah, and, and and as great as Barry Sanders is to me, he's my favorite running back of all time. Barry Sanders' daddy told him he would never be as good as Jim Brown. <laughs> Barry Sanders' daddy told him that, so that's how his daddy felt about Jim Brown. So that's all I got. Jamal. Y'all just pray for my Lakers. That's all I got to say. Just pray for them. That's it. That's it. That's all I can say. Just pray for them. Ooh, okay, good job. Good job. Good job. All right. Pray for them. That's it. Let's watch the game. Goodbye. We're in a dog fight, man. Hey, listen up, though. We're going to get out. We're going to watch these games. We're going to watch the rest of these games. Y'all join us next week, man. Next Monday, holiday Monday. We're going to have a great topic. We got uh, a professor coming. We're going to deep dive this job. So have your ears on. Got a professor from Texas Southern. And we all going to deep dive because it looks like we all going to have some time on our hands because it just looks like our team's about to go fishing. It's just what it looks like. Yes. Hey, y'all have a great night. Sports talk process. Peace out. Go Lakers. Let's not get swept, baby. Go Lakers. Celtics. Josh, stay out them streets. (laughs) 